I want to begin this episode by saying I have never been more nervous to record an episode uh, than I am right now. But it it's a it's a topic that needs to be talked about in great in great depth. It is a nuanced, very layered topic. And I took notes today out of respect for you guys so that I can stay on topic and say what needs to be said, what's on my heart. And my intention is to offer some comfort for anyone who has invested in coaches, um, who is an entrepreneur, business owner, uh, has considered doing any of the above and just, you know, felt like they were alone or felt like they couldn't understand or no one would understand them. I hope that this episode shines some light onto what the fuck is going on in the coaching space, what happened, what didn't happen, what can happen and where to go next. So first and foremost, I you you may have heard me say this before, but I believe that coaching is a calling. Some people may think that I, you know, I'm taking it overboard because I do tend to take things overboard. That's just my personality. When I'm passionate about something, I am in it to win it. However, when I think of the role of a coach, before you start thinking of business coaches, before you start thinking of life coaches and how we know them today, I want you to think back to like when you were a kid, your cheerleading coach, right? Or your football coach or your PE teacher, someone in your life who helped you get from, who helped you overcome your limiting beliefs, who helped you get to the best version of yourself that you wouldn't have been able to on your own. That's what a coach is. And especially as a child coach, that is a special gift. I believe teaching is also a calling. You can't teach someone to be a good teacher. They Teaching is a gift. It is a craft. It is a skill, but it is. I still feel like it is a calling because there are plenty of people who are just as fed up with the school system as, as, as the next person, but they stay in that position because they were called to 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 educate the youth that's something that's in their heart i feel the same way about being a chef like you can you can teach someone how to fry stuff up saute grill but there is a passion for the skill and the art that, that literal art that takes place in the kitchen when you when you're watching a real live chef and so I don't think, I, I I do believe, I do believe that everyone does have a purpose in this world and your job is to find it. And what happened during 2020 was that a lot of people became coaches out of, because they were opportunists. They saw an opportunity to, to capitalize on people needing leaders. They saw an opportunity to capitalize on the overwhelming amount of new entrepreneurs in the space due to COVID. And before I get into my, my story, my sermon, my rant, my podcast, the first business coach I hired was pre-pandemic. It was in 2019. I was still in my mom's garage. I had just moved home. I can't remember if it was the fall or if it was already, I think it was the fall. I think it was before 2020. I had hired these people. They wanted seven grand. Um, I couldn't pay them seven grand up front. So I think I paid them like $1,700 twice, which comes out to what? Y'all know I'm not great with the number seven, seven, 14. So there's a four there. So I paid them $3,400. And then I was like, yeah, I can't keep emptying out my savings like this. So I dipped out. Now I'll start there with that first experience. That person had left their six-figure job to go into coaching. And he said he wanted to find more meaningful like life and more meaning from his life. And that was a beautiful story, you know? 
Um, but I also think that he's an opportunist. I don't think he was a scam artist by any way, may, or any way, shape or form. He had a solid program. I didn't, but dude, I, I don't want to get too much into the specifics of like why it was or wasn't a great program, but I will say this, um, the people that were in that program were already successful people kind of like him, people that were making six figures or had really good jobs and decided they wanted to pursue their calling. And so I feel like the people that he marketed to that was aligned and that made sense. My issue with me being in that program is that I was not their ideal avatar. I was a young mother working two jobs, barely like, you know, just making ends meet. And when we get so deep into the business aspect of things like, well, that's not my concern, what this person's financial background is. I have a product and it's my job to sell it. I think that's why I struggled with sales at Hilton Va Grand Vacations and why I sometimes struggle with sales in my own business because my heart gets into it too much. And I think about where's this person's life going to be when they have, I have convinced them to empty out their savings to invest in this business. Like, yes, I believe in the, the, the work and the service that I have and that I can provide. However, I won't be able to sleep at night knowing that I basically help bankrupt someone so I could sell a product. I don't care. Like, I don't know that maybe that's my fault. Maybe that's my weakness. Call it whatever you want, but I could never do that to me. I could never do to someone what was done to me. And I'm not a victim. I want to clarify, like I'm not a victim. However, if I was on the phone with someone and I hear their financial situation and as a mother of two, and they're telling me the same things I told them, I would probably give them a value piece. Like, hey, you know what? We're not trying to create another crisis in your life. We are coaches who are called to do this, right? And that's where the cold calling comes into place. And we're not here to empty you. We are here to stretch you. So if it's just a matter of, oh, I'm scared to, I can come up with the money, but I'm scared to, yeah, that's when you 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 call people and you coach them through it. But when you can see someone is vulnerable and they're already not in a great situation and you sell them anyways, and then when I got into the program, I didn't get to work with the person who I thought I was going to be working with because he didn't do one-on-ones. Okay, no biggie. He's got a team of coaches. The coach that I would do my calls with was so frustrated with me that she would be talking to me like this on our Zoom and be like... Oh, always turning around every five seconds because there was a celebration or something that she had to step away from to do my coaching call. It made me feel that was one of the main reasons why I quit and dipped out and didn't finish paying them the other $3,400 or 35, whatever. And I didn't have it, but it was because that I paid that much money to not get to work with the coach that I paid for. And then two, to have a coach that was assigned to me that didn't really want to be bothered with me because I wasn't their ideal client. Their ideal client is someone who has the money to invest in them, who understands that just because you paid for this program doesn't mean you're going to have, you know, direct access to the coach and, 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 a, and a slew of other things. And so that was my first experience with hiring a business coach or an online coach. And because that was my first experience, I think that I accepted a lot of things in the space and maybe even push some agendas and narratives in my own coaching business 
that I don't agree with anymore simply because that was the very first example of a coach that I had experienced. So now let's jump to uh, the whole 10K month obsession. And that's, I think, where, where I really want to focus on. If you were around during, or if you, you know, lived through the pandemic and you saw there was a huge explosion in online fitness coaches. And just to give you where my perspective is right now, I love fitness. It changed my life. I think it is valuable. I believe it is valuable. I love online coaching, but I definitely love in-person coaching better. Online is great because I get to work with women who they may not have a coach that is like me, or they just want to work with me and my team and what we do and what we have to offer. And I, and I love that aspect of it, but I also very much love in-person training. Now, why am I saying this? Because during the pandemic, what happened was, like I said, people were looking for a leader, people were looking for guidance, and people were looking for community. And online fitness coaches were able to provide that for their clients. Um, but what happened was something that could have been, you know, two, $300, $400 a month. And that's like where I cap my prices, unless I'm also doing life coaching with you. Um, but those prices are for like weekly check-ins and all the back-end work that I'm doing for your program and the support in between sessions. So you're getting way more access to me than you would in person. So I can, I can justify that. I didn't really, it didn't align with me, but I was told over and over, you have a money mindset issue. You have a scarcity mindset issue that you don't feel comfortable charging four or $500, even $600 a month for your fitness program. I'm going to, I have to take a moment to just digest the fact that I was told I had a money mindset issue because I didn't feel right charging people $400 a month um, when this was a brand new, like novelty thing. And up until that point, most people, if you did have an online coach, it was maybe a couple hundred bucks a month. Right. Okay. So with that said, when you have a monopoly, or you have a like something that people want, you get to charge more for it. And because gyms were closed and people didn't have access to their old trainer, they didn't have access to anything, it, and people were getting stimulus checks, uh, it made sense to be able to charge that much because you were doing more than being a fitness coach for this person at that time. You were providing the community. You were being, as most all fitness coaches are, uh, counselor slash therapist slash physical therapist slash nutrition coach slash fitness coach slash cheerleader slash friend. So I can, I can, I can justify it in my mind. So there, here's where I have the problem. After the pandemic ended and people were able to go back to the gyms again, it was a struggle to, not a struggle, but it wasn't as like a shoe-in to get online clients because now people are not glued to their phones every day, seeing nothing but videos of fit people living their best life saying, hey, I can show you how to look and feel like me. They're now back in work. They're now trying to pick their life back together and start back over. But the most important difference is that, again, it's no longer a necessity. Um, they could go back to life as it was before the pandemic. So I don't, I, and I do feel like we may see a, I, I'm curious, but I'm going to throw this hypothesis out there that there may be a decline in online coaches and or prices start to level out because kind of like inflation, I feel like the amount of money that online coaches started to charge was getting inflated. Now hear me out. 
if you're going to hire a specialist, like someone who is able to, you have hormone issues, right? Hormone imbalance issues, which can be fixed by nutrition, proper nutrition. Don't even get me started. But if you need to seek a special, and it will take longer and it will take patience and it will take someone that is knowledgeable. So if you are hiring a specialist, yes, charge specialist prices by all means, pay specialist prices by all means, right? Someone that is going to help you with your PCOS, someone that is going to help you with your diastasis recti, like when your stomach muscles separate, I have that too. Someone that is going to help you, um, you know, let's say you have injuries, knee injuries, joint issues, shoulder, uh, back, a disc, a slip disc, herniated disc. If you have special needs, then yeah, you get to pay a little bit extra because it's a little bit different than me just giving you your workouts and your nutrition and checking in on you. I got to go, I got to do a lot of research. I got to modify every workout of yours. I have to make sure, you know, like there's a lot going into that. So again, I understand premium prices for premium services. But when someone can now go to the gym and work out with a coach if they want to, it just seems ludicrous, not ludicrous, but it's just, it's going to be a harder sell for most coaches. Okay. And this started as early as 2021. So there was that golden year, 2020, when people were banking on online fitness coaching because they could. And even into 2021, I was too, whatever. But also I felt good where my prices were. I think I was somewhere in between like $200 a month for like half coaching where we check in twice a month and somewhere around 400 for weekly check-ins. And if you're getting life coaching and more, um, it's going to be upwards in the, depending on what kind of package you have and how often we're talking and what you're working towards, that's when the prices were, you know, 500 and up. And the whole time people just kept telling me like, you're undercharging, you need to charge more for this and this, this and that. And it made me get in my head, like, oh my God, am I undervaluing myself? Oh my God, like, dang, why can't I? And, and, it, and as someone who was already insecure, as we all are, but someone who already struggled to see their worth uh, at, at the level that other people saw me, now I've got this added perceived idea that I still don't know my own worth because I'm not charging people six and $700 a month. That messed with me for longer than it needed to, because now I'm like, dang, what do I need to do to feel worthy enough to charge as much as these coaches tell me I should be charging? So now I'm posting on social media, trying to get to the point where I can charge that much, even though it didn't align with me, even though in my soul, I was like, I thought I was feeling bad because I wasn't charging more. And instead I was feeling bad because I didn't want to charge more. But in my head, everyone that I looked up to, every coach is like, raise your prices, raise your prices. And I was just like, dang, man, dang, what, 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 what's, what's, what am I doing wrong? How can I get past this barrier where I don't think I'm enough? I don't think the problem was that I didn't think I was enough. I think I was experiencing imposter syndrome like any other person who's new to something, any other person who is seeing extreme excess very quickly and 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 not getting as many no's as I am now. And, and you're just like, you just rise so quickly to those months. I literally went from like zero being in negatives, February, 2021, to doing over $10,000 in sales, March, 2021. And from there on, it was like 10K months or eight or nine, somewhere around there. And it was just, it was a lot of work. And, and for them to tell me I need to charge more so that I can work less, I was like, I do. But also I know in order to charge more, 
I should be offering better service. And right now I've barely got my head above water with my client load. I can't imagine providing better service with this many clients. And so I was kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place of where I know I could have raised my prices more or do I, should I? Why couldn't I just be happy with the 10K months? Oh no, 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 no. 10K, you could be at 20. So-and-so just hit 30K a month. So-and-so's hitting 40K. And, and all the while I was so happy to be making 10K, but it never was enough because they kept raising the bar of where you should be. Now let's slow down and examine that for a moment. I had my biggest month of the year, January, 2022. And I still didn't think it was good enough, not because I didn't think I was good enough, but because I was listening to the voices from people outside who were like, no, you could hit 15, you can hit 20, you can hit 30, you can hit 50. And for me, I never understood the obsession with so much money. Like, don't get it twisted. I'm going to have a unicorn business, right? We're going to reach that billion dollar status, mind and body, let's fucking go. However, um, you know, I was, I was proud of myself. I was really proud of myself, but I couldn't be proud of myself because I just thought, well, so-and-so is making more than me and they only do fitness. And here I am offering courses and fitness coaching and doing all these things to make 10K. Dang, I'm really not as good as these people. When in reality, I was just charging what I felt aligned to charge for my demographic. And let's dive into that for a minute, who my demographic is. After what I experienced from my first coaches, the people, the 7K people, I realized that I didn't want to do that to people. Yes, I believe I have a life-changing transformation or transformative program uh, between the program that I built and just the intuitive wisdom and downloads that God gives me while I'm coaching clients on calls. I know that what I have is worth it. The problem is, is that I, I just, for whatever reason, couldn't see couldn't just be happy with, oh, sorry, my I got sidetracked. Notifications are popping up on my screen right now. I need them to stop. So the problem was that, Lord, <laughs> I need these to stop. I'm about to like tape my screen up so I don't see them anymore. The problem was that I wanted to help women who were like me. And I never wanted another woman to feel the way that I felt like, oh my gosh, well, I need this program. I need what these people are going to teach me. And I should go into debt for it because, you know, that's what you do. You take chances and you invest in yourself and yada, yada, yada. But I never wanted, I never wanted to put that type of pressure on women. I didn't want them to have to deal with what I, I dealt with because I could always justify me spending the amount of money that I spent because I knew where I was trying to get to. I knew that I'm trying to build this huge brand, this huge business. And for me to expect your average everyday woman who may not want to become a, you know, unicorn billion business owner to expect them to pull out four figures for a fitness program that only lasts a few months that just didn't, it never quite resonated with me. So the obsession with 10K months just, I, I get it. It's like a standard, like, you know, you've reached it and it's great. And it's great to have standards. It's great to have goals. I don't think anything is wrong with that. However, I just, 
I, I drank the Kool-Aid where I was more obsessed with trying to prove myself to people instead of really just being in the moment and being happy with the success that I had created. And ultimately that backfired like nobody's business. I was stressed out all the time. I would wake up in the middle of the night, especially when I first moved here, like, oh my God, I'm going to fuck this up. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. How can I keep making this much? Like, how can I keep up with all these clients? And I got to post on social media on TikTok two times a day. Cause the coaches said, I got to post two times a day and I got to post and I got to go live every single day. And I got to show up in my client group and I'm going live in my client groups uh, throughout the week to give them mindset tips and nutrition tips and workout tips and form tips. And then I'm doing their, their check-in uh, videos, um, their Loom check-in videos. And then I'm doing coaching calls with my one-on-one clients. And I just was like, I don't know if I want to make $20,000 if it means more work than what I'm doing now. And so then I got, I fell into the spiral of, oh, well, you're lazy or, oh, you're just not living up to your full potential. Or well, again, you could be charging more and you would have to work less. And then I thought about, well, what about the women that I really want to serve? The women like me, they don't all have $2,000, $1,700, whatever to just drop on my program. And then the, the narrative was, well, if people can't pay you in full, then you need to charge them more for the monthly, for the monthly, um, you know, payment plan. and now we're going to get a little bit into how this is this is part of this is part of gatekeeping. This is the part of gatekeeping that I don't like about coaching. This is where coaching got corrupted. If we're truly here to help people get to the next level and you're doing this a coach like as someone that is called to do this, I feel like you even though you have your specific set group of people that you want to help, you 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 like to help people reach their potential. And doing this whole gatekeeping thing of where you can only get to the next level if you have thousands of dollars to drop, like you're you're doing your part to hold people down. I'm not saying offer your services for pennies or for free. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that we, for me, it didn't serve the women that I wanted to serve to 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 use these people's models and i always kind of had it in my heart that i wanted to create my my passion my vision before i became a coach and while i was still doing ministry was to open community centers and low-income neighborhoods and, and these centers would provide free daycare for parents that don't have 4c that's what we have in florida that would pro provide some sort of daycare relief for people that either make a little bit too much money to, for daycare, but still aren't where they need to be or just don't want their kids in a shitty daycare or whatever. Um, after school program was the main highlight was that they wouldn't just be an extended day or some daycare center. They're going to be at a place where children are learning and, and getting enrichment and getting their brains nourished and not just running around wasting time after school. We also are going to offer parenting classes for the parents and not even parent like that sounds really lame, but like support for parents, like how to handle your out of control team, where to put boundaries, um, just all kinds of things that I, resources that the parents don't have, because when you're in survival mode, you can't think of what it's like to thrive. You're just surviving. So it's like get dinner on the table, get rent paid, get bills paid, wash clothes, um, relax and drink or smoke or whatever on the weekend. This is just stuff that I've seen in my family, um, family members of mine that grew up like what I would see over there. Um, and then spend money on stuff that isn't necessarily going to get you any further in life, like investing um, in, in, in stocks, investing in anything. No, all the excess money goes to, you know, having a nice uh, barbecue or having family over, feeding family, buying the alcohol, the weed, the drinking, the, the card playing, the betting. And then we go back to the hustle grind Monday through Friday, and then we hang out on Saturday.
And so when you're in that sort of like, that's survival mode. That is 100% survival mode. Even if you have a nice car, even if you have a, a decent job, if you're not building towards where you and your children are going to be in the future, that is survival mode. You're not thriving. And so we wanted, to, I wanted to create centers that would help get people like, hey, yeah, this is where you live, but you could own a house on the other side of town and get your kids in a better school and let's get you on track to get on that plan. Or if you're on food stamps, cash assistance, whatever, instead of this is just, you know, I make minimum wage and I can't support my family on my own. So we're going to stay on food stamps for the rest of my life. This is our plan to get us out of here, to get us to a better job, to get us a night school, whatever it is. I want to be a resource center. And no, I didn't have a niche. And that's why I struggled with coaching because I didn't have a niche. I'm like, I just want to help people who need help, period. Because I know what it's like. Uh, to to be in that position of just wanting to get ahead in life, but not having the resources to do it, right? Not having a husband who can just pay the, you know, so do support you while you build your dream business, you know, not having any extra help besides what you can do for your family. And it's, you know, running you into the ground to do it. So that's my background. That's my vision. That's my passion. So transferring over into the coaching space where I now I'm able to help people who need the resources. And it's a little bit different. It is fitness, but fitness changed my life. So I can help them, you know, guide them on the similar path that I took to feeling physically empowered and now mentally empowered. And now, boom, sky's the limit. But for me to come in and be like, I'm going to need you to empty out your savings and or take a loan for this. It just, it never resonated with me. And I'll get into that a little bit later towards the end, because I feel like it's a, it doesn't really, it's not what community is and it's not what community was supposed to be, but that's what coaching communities turned into was gatekeeping. Like we have the goods, we have what you want, what you, or what you think you want, what you think you need, but in order to sit at the table with us, you need to pay this much. Now, hear me out. Like, I get it. That is a part of life. Like, I pay to be in circles. I pay to be in masterminds. Um, but that's because I'm at the point where I can do that. Right? Like, and I'm not even bawling out of control or anything. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I can do that. To ask a mother who is like overweight and unhappy and cut off from her personal power, which is her body, right? And that's where mind and body comes in. But to ask her to do that, especially knowing what kind of mindset she's in where she's still in survival mode, that did not resonate with me. So everyone was like, well, you need to work with people that have money, which is true. Fair. I, I should have, sh I could have, we're not going to should. I could have started marketing to higher end clients, charging more and, and having more free time. But as I was told by someone, I'm too loyal, too loyal to, my past. I'm too loyal to the people that can't afford to work with me. I'm too loyal. I'm too loyal. I'm too loyal. And as a business owner, that that hurt me to hear it because I was like, dang. Okay. Okay. So what what do I do? Like, do I only work with you know people that you know have enough money to for, to pay more expensive prices and then come back to the people I really want to work with? Okay, we'll try that. So I started trying that. That's when I focused more on the life coaching and the, the the programs that make more money or working with people that were able to pay a little bit more. A dog or someone has just come into my room. It's Jasmine. And I'm going to pause for a second so I can go shut my door and that doesn't happen again. Oh, Danny, can you shut the door? No. Okay. Sit, Jazzy. 
most people would edit stuff like this out of their podcast, but this is my life. This is who I am. That's my jazzy. Let's continue. So I struggled to, 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 to get to that place mainly because the idea, I just, I wasn't there. Like it wasn't aligned. I remember one of my mentors was trying to pitch me to someone and saying, I'm a personal trainer and I charge three grand a month. And I remember my nervous system just freaked the fuck out. I was like three grand a month. That's how much I am for three months of life and fitness coaching. Oh my God. What, what will this lady expect from me? She's going to think like, oh my God, I can't. So that, that's one issue I had with raising my prices that high. Number two, in my experience, the women that did have money to pay for me in full to drop the two or three stacks like that, they didn't, they didn't show up for their coaching. I had a woman pay me in full for her life coaching and she just, she did two calls and she didn't come back. And so then it started to mess with my head. Like, oh my God, was I not what she expected? Am I not a good coach after all? Do I only, do people, do the only people that want to work with me, are they just people who are like depressed? Because that's who I keep attracting. Um, and then the people that can't afford to pay me don't finish their program. So there's something wrong with me. I had another lady pay me um, a couple grand, a couple grand, uh, several grand cash for a couple months of coaching in person and she didn't show up for her sessions and she fell off. And so now I've got this narrative in my head, which I know this is a mindset thing, but you you start to build a story off of situations. And so this was the situation. This is a story that built. I've never charged a, a, that much money for my program. And now that I do, this is what I get. So I, I don't get that fulfillment of helping someone change their life. Um, I don't, I don't even, you know, just wasn't a good feeling. So now I'm scarred. Like, okay, the women that can't afford to pay me, don't take me seriously. Now, if you listen to the previous episode about don't fill in the blanks, this is where I learned this from. I filled in the blanks with, oh, I'm not good enough. They don't take me seriously. When in reality, they were just not in a place in their life where they were able to commit, but they couldn't communicate that with me or not even an or for, for, for all three of them, that, that was mainly the issues that they paid and realized, Hey, I'm not ready to do this. And rather than communicating that with me, uh, maybe they were embarrassed. I don't know, but I filled in the blank with, I'm not good enough. So then I was like, all right, I guess I, I, I can't ever make more than where I'm at right now. And so I'm stuck here and I'm not as good as the other coaches who are past me. So dang, I just suck. So this is where my headspace was most of the year. But anywho, let me get back to the notes. <laughs> Let's get back to the, the notes, right? Okay, so this obsession with 10K months that coaches put into our head, in addition to the time frame on the 10K months, this is huge for me. This is so huge for me. The obsession, it's not the obsession with 10K months because I think that is a great goal for you to have as a business owner. The obsession with the time frame in which you should reach 10K months. Now, this is where the mother truckers lost me, Okay. Being in Toastmasters and being with business owners and people who created success from the from the ground up, maybe not so much in the fitness space, but in other industries, what I've seen is that it takes a while to build an actual brand. A brand is not just a company. Uh, a brand is, is what you're known for, right? There's lots of companies that sell this, this, that, and the other, but brands are the ones that stand out and that you remember. 
Like there's lots of people that make candles, candle companies. What is this, Huntington Home? Uh, it's a candle from Aldi's, right? They're not a brand like Bath and Body Works, which is known for their stores that just blow you away with the display cases, the colors, the smells, the people that are there to help you throughout the store, the free samples, the everything. That's their brand. That's what they're known for. And it takes time to build a brand. So entrepreneurs, hear me out. It takes time to build your brand. And this promise of you can reach this in, in 90 days is fucking absurd. Is it possible? Absolutely. Is that the norm? No. And this is where I get angry with the coaches or I lose respect for coaches who pitch this because it's like, there are people who, like I got bragged. I was the 116th person to hit 10K months in one of the programs I was in. And it seemed like it happened overnight. It didn't. That was my third business coach that I had hired. I had already reached 5k months and so I had a pretty you know I had already had experience but to the to the new people in the community oh snap Bonnie just joined in November and it's March and she hit her first 10k month in under six months or whatever and it's like or oh Bonnie was at zero negatives in her account and now she's at 10k the very next month well that's not the whole story I had been making money in my business before I hired y'all I just was not very good at it uh, at keeping up with it and so the whole three month 10 Ks, like that's insane. That is insane. And the people that do have it tend to have a competitive advantage. For example, I had already been doing this. Um, and aside from that, I had been a member of a mega church. Uh, our youth group was over a thousand. So all of these teenagers that I have mentored for years are now grown up. They're in the pandemic too. They're looking like, hey, I trust Bonnie. I know Bonnie. Here's my money. Their parents and other people that knew me from the church are like, hey, we trust Bonnie. Here's her. Let's give her our money. And so I had an unfair competitive advantage as opposed to someone who's just starting out as a fitness coach and maybe doesn't have the same physique. And that's another thing. People whose physiques are like they have been training or their show competitors, they may have an easier time getting online fitness clients. Go figure. And so what was happening is that these coaches are just taking money from everyone that would pay them because why the fuck not, right? We're not, we're not, this is a business. You're not here to figure out who this is a good fit for or not. You're here to make money. And so I'm seeing people who just, just being real, right? Because at one point I did become a mindset coach in two different coaching communities where I had been the 10K earner and look at Bonnie, you know, listen to her. And in multiple situations, I would look at the people in the community. I'm like, who took their money? This person's never going to be a successful online coach. And I'm not saying that to be shitty. I'm saying this, I can, I don't know if it's my intuitive wisdom or what, but I'm like, they're not aligned for this shit. Why did y'all take their money? Or this woman, I'm like this, the personality that you need to get, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the motherfucking thing. Here's the truth. In order to get clients online, you have to show up as you, because if not, there are so many other people who are fit, who have great branding, who have great Canva, who have marketing, who have, you know, all these things stacked up in their favor. And if you don't have the chiseled body, if you don't have the marketing skills and the pop and social media account and the followers or the, the mega church community and all these things, why would someone choose you over the next person? You don't even want to show your face on a reel. You don't even 
even want to spend time learning how to do Canva. You don't want to do some of these things. And it's not because you're lazy or a bad person, but it's just like not really for you. But you bought into this idea that, well, I'm a fitness trainer and I have to go online. And, and then you were you were sold on this idea of 10K months. So you're like, well, so-and-so can do it. I can do it too. And yes, high five. We believe that if someone can do it, you can too. But is it what you need to do? Can you hit 10K months in 90 days? Absolutely. Do you need to, to be a good coach, to be a good business owner? No. Does that mean you're unsuccessful if you don't? No. And going back to brands and what it takes to build these things, they don't get built overnight. I have been running my own business since around 2019. I became an LLC in 2020, and I'm just now understanding and I'm at the tip of the iceberg, but I'm just understanding what my brand is, what we bring to the table, how we're different and what we want to do. It took years for me to understand my brand story, who I serve and all of that. And if you're in the stage where you're like, no, I definitely want to do this. I am called to do this. I want to make it happen. Please don't feel bad because you haven't reached 10K yet. If you've had five clients, congratulations, coach. You know, if you've made $1,000 in your business, congratulations. Go talk with other business owners. That's the best thing I can tell you. Other people that are not online biz fitness coaches, other people that are not just in the online space. And you'll hear, this is especially true if you have a big vision and big dream like I do. One of my uh, former clients who was a mindset uh, client and one of the communities there I was coaching in, and she became a client in my Boss Life Blueprint, a student in that program. And her dream was bigger than just a fitness business. She wanted to start apparel. She wanted to start all this. And when your dream is bigger than just making a certain amount of money, that shit is not going to come to fruition overnight. You can hang that shit up right now. It, it, it might, again, there's rules and there's exceptions, but the bigger the dream, the bigger the preparation it's going to take for you as a person to become the person that is able to carry the weight of that responsibility. It's a big responsibility to carry a big brand and have a big vision. And for you to expect like, okay, well, once I hit 10K months, then everything will just blossom. That's insane. And I hate that we were sold on that. So another aspect, let me take a sip of water for this one. Another aspect that needs to be brought to people's attention is the nuanced all of the nuances that go into why people can or can't sustain 10K months quickly, rapidly, and sustaining them, right? So for me, it wasn't necessarily a matter of, can I do it because I was great at marketing? I had people, you know, I had a lot of favor. I had good followers, yada, yada, yada. The issue for me was um, my nervous system regulation. The fact that I had never seen that much money in my bank account and <clears throat> you think it would make you happy, but think of people that win the lottery and how they just spin it all so quickly. It's not because they're dumb. Maybe they are. Um, I'm not dumb. What happened is your brain is used to doing certain things. And if I'm used to living at like this, like close to like my bank account, maybe going into negative this month, maybe it won't, um, or only having a couple hundred dollars, $500, thousand dollars, whatever. If it's only used to being at a certain area, um, subconsciously, I'm going to get it back to that area. It sucks, but it's true because that's what feels normal to me. That's what felt normal to me. So for me to be seeing um, five figures in my bank account on a consistent basis, um, I didn't realize it at the time. This is where subconscious programming comes in. But my poor habits of spending followed me there. 
And so now they look different though. Now it's like, oh my gosh, I have all this money. I can buy another coach. Oh my gosh, I have all this money. I'm going to sign up for this because I need this for my business. I need this for my business. I need this for my business. I need that for my business. And because I had never been taught how to budget, uh, obviously I was running through money faster um, for a while, not faster than I was making it because I was still making such good money, but I wasn't looking at my bank statements and seeing how my bank was charging me an extra $25 a month for ACH transactions that I didn't use because I paid all my contractors through Zelle. So losing money that way. Uh, subscriptions for me clicking yes on things that were freebies that turned into like subscriptions. Um, these were all the bad habits that I never unlearned before I started making more money. So I was essentially the same person um, that, you know, just with a different and a nicer, with more money in a nicer house. Uh, same Bonnie, I got my Jeep Grand Cherokee, except now this one costs like almost three times as much as the last one's payment is. Um, and so there was just, I, and even going back to the, the 3K story, when someone offered to pay me that much a month, my nervous system freaked out. And instead of being like, yes, oh my gosh, yay. It's like, oh my gosh, what, huh? So there, there's so many issues with telling people, and this is now talking about the manifestation coaches, right? Just telling people they can manifest anything that they want or dream bigger. Why aren't you dreaming bigger? Well, because telling someone who's, used to struggling or used to not having a lot of money that they can just manifest a bigger amount of money without teaching them how to hold space for that is irresponsible, right? Without teaching people how to regulate their nervous systems and their emotions and just telling them you can ask for more money without first saying, oh, by the way, you might want to get better with your finances and get some financial literacy before you just start trying to manifest 10 and 20K months. Oh, by the way, remember how your family used to always say money doesn't grow on trees or how this is that and the other? You may want to work through some of that money trauma. Oh, by the way, remember when you would borrow money from your family, then they would make you feel bad for, for borrowing it? You may want to deal with that because you may have a hard time accepting money from people. You'll feel guilty. These are all, this is trauma. So when the coaches are out here just telling people dream bigger, raise your prices, yada, yada, yada. It is so irresponsible as a leader, and this is what pisses me off, that a lot of these coaches are not leaders because a good leader is worried about the people that they're sending a message to. So if I know with good conscience, and this is where my mentor came into the picture, and this is where he roped me in and was like, listen, what you're doing is right, but some of the things you're telling these people, it's not the full story, and you're not a mental health practitioner. I am. I have a PhD in psychology, and I want you to know this and this and that before you teach people this is that right? I appreciate that because I'm a leader and I want to make sure that I'm saying the right thing to you guys. And it's not that I ever intentionally said anything that wasn't true, but while I was telling everyone to manifest more for their lives, I had still not dealt with the repercussions that I was going to later on that year, 2022 uh, or 2021 and a little bit of 2022 of what happens when you go from uh, being like way down here, low vibing to all of a sudden high vibing. And it's too much for your nervous system to handle. It's too much good stuff. And I know that sounds crazy, but check me out. When I first learned how to, or when I first learned, when I first started using a, a, a vibrator because church life, you know, masturbation is a devil. When I first turned 30 and I went to my fair villa, the adult store, and I got my first toy, um, I remember doing that and, and even to this day, I have a hard time taking myself to climax because 
as a young girl who had never like been I'd never had sex the way that a woman should it was always to please a man it was never it was always selfless sex never selfish nobody ever made sure that I orgasm nobody ever made sure that I was really pleased so when I started pleasing myself and it got to the climax part I would stop it because I couldn't handle that much good feeling it was like oh my god no no no, stop it, it became a game with my 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 partner at the time I was like hold me down while I do this because I will not climax on my own. I will stop it. And I started to notice the correlation. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the same thing with good things happening in my life. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't handle all this good stuff. I can't handle, I can't handle. Oh my God, oh my God, I gotta make it stop. Shut it down, shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. That's what I mean by not teaching people how to prepare their nervous system. You would think, why does someone have to be prepared to accept good things? Because they're not used to it. They're not, and especially, I, I mean, like you guys know my story, so I'm not going to go back down memory lane, but especially for someone who is so used to so much bad happening to them. Like I, I, I hope I've shared the story with you guys about where God showed me, because I'm always looking for snakes when I walk, how I'm used to bad things happening. I'm looking around the corner all the time, waiting for the next catastrophe, so instead, when it's good stuff, my brain is like in panic mode now, like, uh, uh-uh, man, this is too good to be true. Something, somebody's going to rob us. Something's going to, so, uh, so let me just bring this thing to a halt before somebody else does. And at least I know that I was in control. That's what happens. So this is what happens. This is, this is where it's irresponsible of these coaches and people that are just so worried about filling their pockets that they're not worried about the collateral damage that is being caused in people's lives by doing this. And it's not quite frankly, their job. It's out of their scope of practice to be your uh, somatic healer and take you through all of that. But it is something that they should have, not should, that they could throw into the mix. Like, yes, this is my business program and this is what I'm going to teach you. However, it's not just a mindset issue. It's not just that someone has a scarcity issue or mindset. It's that they have been hardwired to not be able to handle high levels of good feeling emotions because they've never had it before. It's kind of like on a roller coaster. I love the feeling of roller coasters, but there are some times where the thought of doing that just get, I'm like, oh my God. And that's why some people can't do maybe roller coasters. It could be a hype thing, but it could also be the level of just adrenaline that pumps through them. They can't handle it. And so it's a very nuanced topic, nervous system regulation, and then don't forget trauma. Like I was saying, like if people, if your family used to make you feel bad when you borrowed money or when they gave you money or, or like me with serving, I would, I would work really, really hard and then get small tips and then get yelled at by people. And then just have some of the worst experiences with money or have an ex who used to give me allowance. Like I was a child while he controlled me. There's so many nuanced reasons for why me going from survival to thriving overnight messed with my mindset and sent me into this crazy frenzy last year so I think that's very important um then another topic I have written in my little notes is is the aspect that not everybody wants that you know not like like some of my life coaching clients are like Bonnie you want me to have this big goal and I don't really have any and I used to I'm not gonna lie I would shame people for not dreaming bigger because I would get shamed for not dreaming bigger hey 
Not everybody wants to make $10,000 a month. Some people really do just want to make, well, with inflation, they probably do now. But some people don't, not everybody wants to be a six-figure or seven-figure entrepreneur. Some people just want to have that freedom of time and financial freedom and live a normal life and have a good business and do good work for people. But we're shaming them for not wanting to have 10K months. And it's creating what happened in me, getting shamed for not having 20K months. And now, now 10K is not even enough. You know, like that's that we people shouldn't be shamed into not wanting the same things that we want. And if you're listening to this and I've done that to you, please, from the bottom of my heart, forgive me. I did not know any better. I was trusting my coaches who I thought were leaders. And now I'm learning that they weren't leaders. They were just people who let me take it back. Not everybody, but not all of them were leaders. Some of them were opportunists. Some of them were more business owners than they were actual coaches and they knew what to say and how to say it. I'm going to drink my water now and I'm going to, I'm going to try my best to wrap it up. This has been a long one. I know. Thank you for sticking with me guys. Okay. So now I'll, I'll kind of go through, cause I know that what was, you know, what, drew a lot of people into this episode is that I'm going to be breaking the silence. So, and if you are on this list of people that has helped me, I want you to know, I, I don't regret any of my time with any of you guys. Just, just heads up. Okay. So in December, I hired an agency or November, and I, I've talked a little bit about that. So I won't stay there for too long. I haven't lost respect for this person per se, but I see now who they work with and who they market with. And I can't remember if that's who they did the entire time. However, I do know that we were not aligned um, from the beginning. I was not where that person's ideal client was at. And so I spent an insane amount of money. And it could have been because I came off looking like I was further along in my business than I was. So I don't really blame this person. But that that did leave a great taste in my mouth as far as um, hiring an agency for social media. Next up, we got someone who I actually love to this day. I just, I love the crap out of this person. Um, and it was a video coach and, and they were helping me uh, get more sales on my lives. And I'm looking back now and I'm like, I was not having any trouble converting and getting clients for my lives. In fact, I didn't have to DM, cold DM anybody. All I did was go live, do my podcast. And people are like, hey, you're pretty dang smart or you're pretty, you know, I think you should be my coach. And I was like, okay. And so I was doing pretty good, but I was so convinced that because I wasn't at 20K months, I must be doing something wrong. So I went and hired this video coach. And truth be told, I got more from just being in his energy and doing like having him as basically my one-on-one -on -one coach than I did the program because I outsourced my wisdom because I didn't trust my gut. This was around the time when I started to realize that prices were declining and I thought to myself, hey... I should probably, um, you know, do lower ticket things and make, instead of charging 5K because everybody else is charging 5K for my course, maybe I should break it down and make it smaller. No, 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 Bonnie, you're in scarce. This isn't him. This is other people at the time in my ear. Also other people who had never hit 10K months, by the way, other, other coaches and friends in my ear, Bonnie, you should, no, 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 don't lower your prices. Know your worth, know your worth. And so I, that's how I ended up launching the Boss Life Blueprint and getting crickets because I was so focused on, well, I don't think it was 5 Okay, I'm exaggerating. I think I was charging three, 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 three. And and nobody signed up, even though the people that were in my DMs, like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna join this, I'm gonna do the payment plan, and they were nowhere to be found. And 
what I noticed was a lot of the coaches in the space who were telling me to charge more during the summer of last year, 2022, I started seeing so many little masterclasses for $33, $49, $199, all these low ticket prices that I had previously been shamed out of doing. And I just remember sitting back like, yo, I could have not suffered this summer financially if I had listened to my gut and created smaller courses for women. Um, and then I would have been able to build my community that way instead of scaring off all these women who think, oh, well, I don't have $3,000, so I can never work with Bonnie as a life coach. That I screwed myself over royally last year, not trusting my wisdom. Hiring the, the video coach, that was a good amount of money that if I had kept, probably would have helped carry me a little bit during the summer, during the hard times. Had I not made, made such, had I not been so listened to people about my pricing, I would have been, you know, I would have been in a better place, but you live and you learn. Um, another incident where I look at people a little differently is there are coaches out there telling you guys to hit 10 K months that have never hit 10 K months in their businesses before, or they invested in advertisements or they used the agency or they use something that they're not telling you, but have you convinced that you can do it organically if you just follow their method? And when I saw that with certain people who I was working behind the scenes with, or I was working closely with them and I'd see their numbers and I was like, you want me to tell these people that they just need to work on their mindset so that they can reach 10K months. Meanwhile, you used to be a fitness competitor and that's why you had an easy time skyrocketing. Meanwhile, you have a significant other who holds the fort down while you you know, build this business where most people don't have that safety net. Meanwhile, you've never hit 10K in your fitness business, but thought, eh, close enough. I'll still build this curriculum and sell it to them. That, 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 that made me take a step back and realize this is a fucking scam. This is a scam. Okay. This is gatekeeping. This is taking advantage of people. This is, this is, this is being an opportunist, seeing that people have no idea what to do. You do because you've owned another business or you are already successful or you have a, you know, you're in a pretty good place in life to where you can just up and start a coaching business and you're marketing to people who are not there telling them this is all they have to do to hit 10K. And that's completely irresponsible, completely irresponsible. Um, I saw a lot of things that I didn't respect. Last year, one of the coaches that I worked for, because the pressure to reach 20K months was so hard on him, he literally ghosted all of us. He had hired me to be a mindset coach in his community. And um, I had hired, whatever, he'd hired me and out of nowhere, Oh, the blue sky dude just fell off the face of the earth. Didn't pay me, didn't pay his VA, didn't pay any of his team, just fell off the face of the earth. Didn't answer his clients, didn't finish out contracts, nothing. And I have so much sympathy and love in my heart for this person because this, this is a peer, you know? I know what it's like. I went through the same stuff they went through. I know that pressure to hit those months and I'm not using him as a, he's not one of the people I lost respect for. This is people that I'm looking at. I'm like, this is the kind of shit that y'all pushed on us. Now, granted, we're all responsible adults and you got to, you know, there's self-ownership, but I'm like, this didn't have to be like this. This man had a beautiful, thriving business, probably making 10, 12K a month, anywhere between eight and 12K a month, but we were made to feel like that wasn't good enough. And as a result, this man got burnt the fuck out and so embarrassed that he disappeared off the face of the earth. What the actual fuck? 
And so now I'm just waiting to see what happens in this new era of inflation. People not needing online fitness coaches, but it being something cool that they can have. And then also the rise of membership subscriptions, which is what I've been wanting to start since like 20, 2022 in December or 2021 December, I had a vision of starting a, a low ticket entry level fitness membership where I didn't have to coach people one-on-one, -on -one, but I could coach them in a big setting and it'd be affordable and we build community and it'd be great. And that idea was shot down from everyone. You're not going to make money. This is that only to turn around and see that because of recession and because of the inflation, because of everything that a lot of people have done this model. Wow we're always going to listen to our gut from now on because I could have been leading the pack right now. Like I told y'all, but instead I'm, I'm coming behind like, okay, yeah, I knew this would work. All right. Let me, let me try to, let me try to get in where I fit in before I miss out on this ride. Right. Right. Then last but not least, one of the worst, this is the last straw with why I'm not investing in any coaches, business agencies, anything like that for a minute. The only people I will be investing in are people like Manifestation Babe or Sahara Rose, spiritual intuitive coaches, not necessarily like, hey, follow this five-step plan to reach 10K. I'm not doing that shit anymore. I'm only working with women who can teach me how to regulate my nervous system, who can teach me how to get into alignment and who can teach me how to manifest what I actually want in my business, not what someone else wants. This was the last straw. In November of last year, October of last year, during the shit storm that was going on, my grandfather died, my mentor and me falling in love and then him just ripping everything away from me and bucking it to Buffalo and not giving me a fucking explanation. Whole nother story, whole nother podcast. Um, and because he was leaving, I was like, all right, I, and I've just put team mind and body together now, you know, I've got a team of seven women. I'm like, I cannot teach these women social media, build my brand, do lead generation, tend to my clients, do CEO level stuff work so I can start getting grant funding for this business. I can't do all this. And lo and behold, here comes two coaches from one of the many communities I was a part of, two coaches who have amazing social media platforms, two coaches who I look up to and I just absolutely adore. So when they ask me, hey, do you want us to take over your marketing for you? We're going to, we're going to, all you got to do is send us the, the reels, the videos for your reels, and we will chop them, edit them up, put the words on there, get the music, boom. We will take care of your lead generation. We will take care of your, you know, your DMs and make sure that people aren't getting left on red. We will, we'll be your marketing team. And then also we'll give you business coaching. And then also we'll show you how to hit KPIs in your business. And also we'll help train your team. It seemed too good to be true because it was. And so I got promised all these amazing things, right? And I get a contract that is very simple. Just says, you know, this is how much it costs. Oh, and coach, you're going to pay for your VA. Stands for virtual assistant. And I looked at the contract. I was like, well, how much am I paying my VA? It's very vague. Like, oh, just, oh, sorry, um, you'll pay their wages. I'm like, cool, sent the contract back. What are the wages? Oh, it's $10 an hour. And I was like, all right, fine, that's cool. What happened over the next three weeks, because that's how long I stayed with them, three weeks, was that I told them this is, and then I was also told it would be a very personalized business strategy. I, I told them from the get, I'm not trying to do another business coaching program. You said you guys are going to help me with marketing, and that's where I need the most help. Yes, I will gladly give you my money to help me market and help me do this. It sounds great. I love it. But 
we are not doing the the uh the uh the scummy stuff that we were taught to do i'm not sending out 30 cold dms a day i'm not adding 50 people on each page a day i'm not doing two reels a day and i'm not doing any of this we tried that that burnt out that's not an alignment that's not what mind and body is about this is what we are trying to build will you still be able to help us do this 100% Bonnie, we got you. Da -da -da, da -da. I get into their program and immediately it's, hey, you need to be toasting two or three TikToks a day. Hey, you need to run a free challenge right now. And I'm like, hey, we just ran a free challenge. So it doesn't really align for me to do another free challenge right now. But they didn't care because this is the way their curriculum Again, it's not supposed to be a business coaching program. It's supposed to be marketing. But they've got this curriculum calendar to where they wanted me to make a certain amount of money in a certain amount of time. So I had to follow their stuff. So I had to run another challenge. And my audience is probably looking at me like, what the fuck are they doing? But it did it anyways. Not only that, they've got a... a They've got a, a virtual assistant in my account sending out cold DMs every day to people that I've either already worked with or aren't interested or that I've worked really hard to build relationships and connections with. And they just go in there in the DMs and just totally fuck that up and start pitching them all the way. Hey, you know, like trying to get them on calls because the virtual assistant had to hit her KPIs. That's key performance indicators. And it just, it didn't, it did not feel good. They're messaging longtime friends and family and no kind of, no kind of like ain't just they're just trying to, to just move real fast and make stuff happen and the last straw was when they sent me a bill for my VA for $600 and I just looked at it and I was like all right guys so nothing about this experience has been what you guys said it would be um you you were very I don't know what hours the VA was working you just send me a bill for it and I'm supposed to pay for it that's wild there were just so many unethical practices that were happening um, with this this team, the team of guys. And I was like, yep, yeah, you know what? I'm done. I can't do this. And that was when I realized like I'm freaking done. I they their front end looked really good. Everything sounded great. But when I got into it, it was not that at all. And not only that, they had gotten two grand from me as a down payment and were asking for another 600 within three weeks. And they hadn't helped me acquire any new clients. In fact, they had probably ruined a lot of the relationships that I had worked hard to build with people in my social media following. And that's when I realized these people are opportunists. There are so many more people out here that just want to line their pockets and are not genuinely interested in helping people. And I don't care if it means I'm not hitting 10K months anymore. I don't care if that means it's going to take me a little bit longer to get back to where my brand was. This is my brand. This is what I want to be known for. I don't give a fuck how much money you all think I should be making. I want to have a good conscience. I want to know that I'm serving the people that I was put here to serve, not putting them in debt. And I can't believe how I forgot this story. This is one of the key stories, guys. I had a fitness coaching client. She spent $20,000 for her life coaching certification. Do you guys know how much I spent for my life coaching certification? Considerably less. Okay, I became a certified health coach and a certified life coach and an amazing program. 7K, seven grand. I don't include that in the whole business coaching thing because they didn't teach me business. They taught me how to be a life coach and they taught me how to get clients. They didn't teach me how to run my business. 7K, best 7K that 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 out of all the things I've invested in, because that program, those tools, those models, those things they taught me, I still use today. And it helped me build my brand. This woman, this black woman paid $20,000. And yes, it's important for me to mention that she's black. It's Black History Month. And um, this goes in alignment with the gatekeeping. 
we've got people and this isn't everybody because there's a lot of um, fair skin, my Caucasian brethren and sistren who are really out here trying to do good in the world. We're really trying to teach people, especially people of color and marginalized groups of people, how to create wealth. Good people out there that do this. Manifestation Babe, Catherine Zeneca, she's one of them. Amanda Francis, she wrote the book Rich as Fuck, she's one of them. All of them acknowledge, hey, you know what? Yeah, I built this wealth and I manifested it, but I also don't have the barriers that some of my people do. Now, for the lady that spent 20K for these fair-skinned people to tell her that this $20,000 certification program is going to help make her rich, I don't mean to be that person, but as I mentioned with fitness coaches, if you look like a really ripped fitness coach, you're going to have an easier time attracting fitness clients. Women of color that don't wear their hair like me, you know, straightened, or curly, like a, you know, that don't do it, you know, in a way that's unnatural. Black women that wear their hair naturally, black women that are darker than me, I can, I can pass for a lot of things. Oh, are you Hispanic? Are you Dominican? Are you mixed? You know, like I, I, I there, there, there's social preferences, especially in America, there's beauty standards that even across the world, you have people that want to look as white as possible, whether they're in the Middle East, um, whether they're in South America, where everybody, you know, everybody wants to look as white as possible. And I'm guilty of that. And I get to cap and I've capitalized on the way that I carry myself and how it appeals to a wider variety of people. Now, this black woman that spent $20,000 on her program to be told by people that don't look like her, who don't know that her target demographic, which is other black women, she's probably not going, like they they took that, um, long story short, I'm gonna stop sugarcoating it. They had no fucking, they had no, that that was just wrong for them to charge this woman or anybody $20,000 for a fucking life coaching program, number one. Number two, um, I'm, I know she went hella in debt for that. Number three, be real with people. Like everyone can't be a successful life coach. Everyone can't be a successful fitness coach. There are things that let's be real. People like pretty and you don't even have to be pretty. You don't even have to be skinny, perfect, straight hair, any of those things. But for you to see that someone is still, your outside is a reflection of your inside, right? So I don't care how short, tall, overweight, underweight, what your hair looks like. If you have healed and you've done the work, like you are magnetic, you will attract people and that's going to determine how successful your business is. Once I started this, I could tell from her countenance, from her energy, from where she's at, she's not done the work in herself yet to make the money she needs to as a coach. And so at that point, I might tell someone, hey, you know what? This is a huge investment. And, and you may want to start somewhere lower before you come to me. Hell, this year alone, I have turned so many women away from becoming one-on-one -on -one life coaching clients with me because they say they're depressed and they need motivation. And I'm like, oh no, honey, that's not what I help you with. I help you reach the goals that you want. And if you don't even have any goals yet, no, I'm not gonna take your money. And so, and that's just me asking for anywhere from like, um, you know, 1900 to 3k for, for, for life coaching. These people are asking people for $20,000 and don't even bat an eye at what are the repercussions of this person, of, of what's going to happen in their life. And sadly, as I coached this woman as her fitness coach, and I would keep calling her coach, I'm like, Hey coach, how are we doing? Hey coach, how's it going? And she finally said, Bonnie, I've never had one client 
And so every time you call me coach, it kills me. It, it eats me up a little inside. And I spent all this money on this program. I got these photo shoots. I, I've done, I go live once a week. I'm doing all the things they told me to. And my business is not growing. But she eventually fell off. Didn't say goodbye. Didn't say anything. Just ghosted me and fell off. And I just remember being so mad at whatever opportunist took this woman's $20,000. Because again, I can look at people that reach out to me and be like, I don't think we'd be a good fit or not yet. Let's get you to the point where you're here and then let's talk. They could have did that with her because I could easily see, I'm like, she wasn't ready for that. But also 20,000 fucking dollars. Like who do these people think they are? And that's what made me take a step back and think like, what am I doing? Am I charging the amount that I'm charging because I think that's all I'm worth? Or is it because I think that this is what this is worth? Or is it because like all of these things I had to process and I'm like, no, I charge this because these are the people that I want to work with. And I know that this is a price that is gonna stretch them, but it's not gonna cripple their ego and their bank accounts. And for people who can't do that, who don't wanna think like that, like I have no respect for you. I have zero respect for you if this is how you want to make your millions and make a name for yourself. So. I'm not going to apologize for this long episode because I said the majority of everything that I've wanted to say. I just feel so bad for anyone that I have led astray and I hope that you can forgive me and I hope that this episode makes it to as many uh, coaches, entrepreneurs, and people who have invested thousands of dollars in coaches and didn't hit 10K months or didn't, didn't think it was good enough or did and burnt out because nobody talks about how you can burn out and... <laughs> There's just so many layers of this conversation that I could have split this into three podcasts. But I hope that this brings some clarity, reassurance, and comforting to those of you that have been through a similar situation as I have. And I would love to hear your stories. So please share this with any of your friends that were coaches or anybody that has been in a situation in the coaching space. I want you to know not every coach is out here to get your money. And no, you don't have to spend a certain amount of money to have arrived and feel like you are now able to coach people. I got my certification in personal training for $900. My, I was a health coach before I finished the program and I had only invested like maybe $1,500 or so. Um, you become a good coach because of what you do for people, not just how much you charge. Anybody can hop out the gate and start charging money if they have a pretty social media feed, a good body. Anybody can buy testimony. Like you can go buy before and after pictures online. You can write up your own fake ass testimonies if you want and stick them on your, your Instagram and people will buy. Don't make don't you dare fall into the trap of believing that you're not good enough because somebody else is over here scheming their way to the top if you're a coach and you are called to do this if you are a business owner you are called to do this keep building your brand keep your eye on the prize stop dishing out money to everyone who claims to have the solution i found out the hard way the solution is in me I have it. God has always been trying to guide me and tell me what to do were some of those coaches necessary hell yeah if only to make sure that this message gets out so you don't have to learn and spend the amount of money that I did to learn that I've got the answers. So that's that's my two bit for today. Um, 
clarity though. Like I still like the coaches I hire now, they're they're spiritual coaches or they're actual business coaches, like Sunera Mahani, the, the lady I'm always raving about, eight-figure CEO, nine-figure CEO, uh, female founder who gives you an actual business course, teaches you how to pitch your product, how to how to train your people. She gives you actual systems and structures, three grand, best three grand I ever spent. Meanwhile, there's coaches out here charging 5K for three months and they don't even give you a business plan. They teach you how to post on social media and how to set up your calendar. Get the fuck out of here. I'm over it. I'm going to stop now. Have a great night. Great day. Hope this blesses you. I'll see you guys next time on The Boss Life with Bonds. <gasps> If you enjoyed today's episode, please, 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 please screenshot, share, tag me, post it in your story at Coach Bonds. Uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram too and let me know what you thought of this episode. I would love to share your feedback. I will keep it anonymous, but other people need to hear this. We, we're, we're doing the Lord's work out here, okay? All right, y'all. Take it easy. Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in.